welcome to the Plant Rich Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of The Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? We have reached Imolk in the Northern Hemisphere. It means in the belly. And there are babies in the belly now here in the grove. The foxes are mating. You can hear their calls in the night. The owls are mating. They'll soon be filling their nests with eggs. The squirrels are mating and having their territorial brawls all through the trees, across the ground, chattering and tearing into each other. The enlivening, vital energy of the coming spring is stirring in the earth and in her creatures. Can you feel it stirring in you? Is your sap rising? Are the longer days inspiring more activity? Dreaming of the spring? Or are you still in the depths of winter's dreaming? Languishing in the deep? I spent years of my life in the deep, in the winter dreaming, even as the heat of summer blazed down at midsummer I was still in winter's grip. I believe this happened because I had spent the first part of my life only in the bright days of summer, all year long, never going into the dreaming, achieving, succeeding, proving, driven by ambition, fueled by caffeine and sugar. (laughs) There was no yin energy for me. There was no deep rest, no deep dreaming. And so when I started to heal, my body needed so much depth. My mind needed so much darkness to start to bring the whole of me into balance. But of course, during that time, when there was so much darkness, so much dreaming, so much depth, I had a very hard time accepting that. It felt dangerous that I might be lost there in the deep forever, that I might never find the light again. And sometimes we do need help moving out of those depths. Sometimes we've been there so long that the light feels exposing, dangerous, harsh, penetrating. And so we retreat into shadow to protect ourselves from the exposure of too much light. That's how it was for me when I first started coming out of those depths. 
And now, finally, after years of working to find balance in my own physiological expression of this journey between the upper world and the underworld, between the solar energies and the earth energies, I am finally attuned. Dreaming in the deep winter, emerging as the stirring of the sun begins to come. finding myself in alignment with the lunar months, my energy peaking at the full moon, finding deep rest at the dark moon. My life is aligned to the solar and lunar cycles of this place where I live in the Northern Hemisphere. I knew I wanted this, a life aligned to the cycles I knew I wanted this 15 years ago, but it took a decade or more of conscious effort to align myself to these rhythms, to these seasons, to these ebbs and flows of energy. And it took sacrifice and therapy, and learning boundaries, and finding mentors and examples to understand how to unplug my life force from the artificial yang energy, the solar energy of this culture that is always on like a fluorescent neon light, (laughs) and to learn how to trust rest and darkness and dreaming and solitude. I always wanted it, but I didn't trust it. I had been carefully groomed by my culture not to trust it, to see it as introversion, which we do not celebrate, exile, depression, loneliness, When all along, it was a call to the deep, to the depths, to the mystical realms. Because that is what I'm designed for in this lifetime. And maybe it's what you're designed for too. And maybe that's why you're here listening to this podcast. Maybe you're one of us who is called to realign humans with the web of life, to feel the astrological cycles in our bodies, to feel the suns ebbing and flowing inside of us, to align ourselves to the lunar phases, to help humans rejoin the great song A morning dove calls loudly in the forest. I don't know if you can hear her. A symbol of peace, of nurturing, of motherhood, of divine intercession. I truly believe that the mother energy of this place, of this planet, 
is calling her children awake. I talked about this a little bit last week in the episode, The Great Awakening. There are multiple streams of awakening that are happening across the planet. Awakening to injustice, awakening to misuse of power, awakening to false narratives, awakening to the soul death of indoctrination into institutions, into institutions. There are all kinds of awakenings that are happening in huge numbers of people. The particular stream that I'm standing in is this ecological awakening. Surrounded by my kin, humans and animals and plants and stones, who remember that humans were animals before we were separate. Finding myself in a community of druids has deeply opened my ability to align to the cycles of time on Earth. The spiraling of this planet around our star through this galaxy, through the universe, the markings of time as we move through space. This is how we celebrate as Druids, how we reconnect ourselves to the tapestry of life. We take these moments where the sun is standing still or where the sun is midpoint between seasonal shifts and we take that energy into our own bodies and we consciously align our thinking and our actions with those energies in an effort to reunite ourselves with this great song it is in this way that we remember the covenant that we remember our connection to the great grove of being. And when we are connected and we belong, then we are trustworthy. The creatures who are our kin can trust in us. The land that we belong to can trust in us. And of greatest importance, We can trust ourselves. We start to believe that we understand what the water needs from us. When we open a druid grove, we invite the elements to consecrate the space. And over time, we really start to be able to feel the energy signature of those elements. What does fire feel like in my body? What does water feel like in my body? What does air feel like in my body? What does the presence of spirit feel like in my body? And as I develop relationship with each of these beings, I trust that I know what they need from me. What does the water in this place need from me? to be clear and clean and flowing? Where do I need to burn fire in this place to bring transformation, to alchemize, to enliven, to release nutrients? 
Where can the wind not penetrate that needs freshness and seeds deposited? What can I do to make way for the winds or to shelter from them? When we re-enter the great song, we become emissaries. Liaison between the animal human and the consciousness of this world that we have separated ourselves from. And for a long time, that voice has not been welcome at the table. The voice that carries the wisdom of the earth, of the water, of the air, of the fire, of the forest, of the ancestors, the voice that guards the future of the children. The only voice that's been allowed at the table is the voice of growth and profit. But that is shifting. As part of this great awakening, we are beginning to understand that we cannot continue to listen only to one voice, the voice of growth and profit. And so those of us who are called here now to remember the great song and our place in it, we have wisdom to share that needs to be heard at every table. The voice of the lands and the ancestors and the grandchildren needs to be heard at the zoning hearings and the school board meetings and city council. It needs to be heard at the Thanksgiving dinner table It needs to be heard in congressional halls. Oh, as I'm speaking, a little tiny whirlwind of leaves, dried leaves, a little like tiny tornado goes down the lane right next to me. This tornado, this this sylph that has um, just popped into the conversation carries this energy of light disturbance and disruption. This vortex of disturbance bringing the leaves up off the ground and carrying them somewhere else. So our call, our voice, our embodied piece of the great song that we are asked to carry is the energy of a light disturbance, gently confrontational at the zoning hearing. Have you thought about the creek when you rezone that land? Have you considered the old growth trees in that area? How do we hold this magical presence in the face of the mundane? That is what is needed now. And it's the call that I am working to answer in my life. And maybe you're working to answer it too to give voice to the voiceless who are not voiceless. They just don't speak human languages, but they do speak. The land itself speaks very slowly. The longer I'm in relationship with the land, the better I understand Tolkien's version of the Ent language. This land speaks to me clearly over seasons. Maybe one word a season, a sentence in 10 years, 
It tells me about the flow of water, about the movement of species, about the migration patterns, but it tells me so slowly. And while it tells me, it teaches me how to listen and how to look and how to feel. But I cannot rush it and I've tried. And when I tried to rush it in the past, the conversation stopped. And I had to dig deep to regain the trust of those who were speaking. Another part of the deep depth dwelling times is learning to rest in between words, learning to trust the silence, not to rush a conclusion or a response, not to rush our understanding, but to allow the questions to open themselves like a blooming flower and to deepen our thinking. So we don't rush to an old answer but allow the questions themselves to plumb the depths where something new can emerge. So on Imolk, whether you're tying Bridget's crosses or offering fruits to the land or singing songs to the trees, however you celebrate this season, leaving milk out for the fairies, whatever your way of showing up for Imolk or Lunasad if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. What is quickening in you? Or what is ready to be harvested? What is becoming? What are you a- answering to? What pool? What call? What question? What voice guides you? Who are the voices around you that are more than human, who are counting on you to hear them and to invite them into the conversation? What is in the belly and the land that you dwell on? What is in the belly of your own soul's growth? Who are we becoming together? What does this land you're on want to become? This place where I am, parts of it really want to become wetland. Other parts want to become deciduous hardwood forest. Other parts want to become meadow that will eventually probably be deciduous hardwood forest. That seems to be the longing of most of the land here to become old growth forest. How can I help this land fulfill its destiny? And how can we do it in a partnership that also honors my need for a place for my own family? What is the story arc of my people? Who are we becoming? Who are we laboring to become? And what is my part in that? What is my particular voice? in this unfolding of voices through time, in my human lineage, in my spiritual lineage, in my vocational lineage. When we can align ourselves with these flowing energies, so much opens up to us. The energy of the land, 
the energy of our great star and our moon, the energy of our ancestors, the pooling forth energy of our descendants, it all starts to flow through us in a way that is empowering and emboldening and humbling. So who are you in this great song on this beautiful earth in this time? Sometimes we are cast into roles just to break them. Sometimes, rather than being the gentle disruptor, like our little whirlwind, we become a great tornado. Sometimes that's called for, and sometimes it's not. So if you can imagine the infusion of all of this energy into your particular life, the energy of our star and our moon and the ancestors and the earth, how will you spend that investment? How will you use your human life to deepen relationship between us and all that is? What is your responsibility and what is your great joy? Because on earth, joy and pleasure are part of that, part of that becoming. Blessed Imolk to you. May the sap run freely. May the snowdrops bloom prolifically. May all that is growing in your belly stir and awaken you. May we become beings who deeply belong here in relationship to this place once again. To further support my work, please consider joining our community at patreon.com slash the rebel herbalist. Here you will find plant herbaria, deep sharings about the journey with plants and people, and a space for you to ask your questions and share your own journey with the plants. If you're not able to join us on the Patreon community, and you still want to be in support of our work, please consider sharing this podcast with others or liking and following our pages on social media, Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. 
thank you for joining me and it's time to come back to life.